Welcome to the suburbs. I'm Kim. I'm Juice. And this, this is, is Suburban, Suburban Podcast. Podcast. We're just two bougie Negroes trying to figure out how to express our blackness in white spaces. Follow us on Twitter at Suburban Pod. All right. Have fun and enjoy. Let's get to it. Since we're on our blackness tip, today we're recording on Juneteenth. Juneteenth, motherfuckers. So, in case you don't know what Juneteenth is because public education has failed you, <laughs> um, let's just go through a couple of things about it. Run through some quick notes. All right. Juneteenth is when Union forces reached, um, I believe it's Galveston, Texas. Mm-hmm. It was on June 19th, mm-hmm, 1865. Mm-hmm. So um, the Emancipation Proclamation had been signed in six, 1862. And then from there, that's when uh, Lincoln freed slaves in the rebelling states. So after the war was won in 1865, for two months... Uh, the fucked up ass slave owners in Texas just sat on that information like, no, dude, they ain't gonna make us take our slaves. It's always been haters. Always trying to hold us back, but you know what? Can't stop. Won't stop. Nigga, we made it. (laughs) So, by the time they reached Galveston and uh, told the slaves there, of course, slaves were happy as fuck. I can't even imagine the type of happiness that you have when you realize that right or can you even like if you've been in bondage your whole life do you, do you really have a grasp of what freedom actually is that's what i'm saying like do you even know that it should be celebrated do you you know what i'm saying like right. that i feel like that probably needed some counseling <laughs> Like yeah. We have to show y'all how to assimilate into civilization. Because you're literally going from where you couldn't read or write. It was punishable by death. Or at least the worst beating that you'll ever have that you'll never want to read. And your kids, you don't want your kids to read and stuff. So you got a population that's been under control since they've been in America. And now they're just free. Mm-hmm. The only thing they've ever done is Oh, by somebody. Yep. So, like, that's the ultimate. Like, yeah, you definitely should have had counseling, but of course they didn't. And then those slaves had children, grandchildren, great grandchildren who are like us. Here we are. And we're dealing with some of the issues that went unaddressed. Yep. But we're going to celebrate today because. I mean, why the fuck not? Right now, uh, I wrote a couple of notes <laughs> for the sermon today, <laughs> and like, all right, when did you learn about Juneteenth? Like real, what? real nigga shit. Like to to, okay, so I think I knew about 
the emancipation or emancipation day um probably like right after high school but i didn't actually know that it was called juneteenth until maybe like a few years ago so and i like i still every year i read up on it because i feel like i still there's still a lot of stuff that i don't know like just finding like little clips of letters that people have written for um um, trying to find you know their families that mm-hmm. you know when they were separated like it's this year and I'm here and you know everyone's free and I just want my family back you know just reading different stuff I learn something every year but t- I didn't know about Emancipation Day until I was in my late teens because I'm a history weirdo I knew about it I think around high school but I didn't know I didn't have a full grasp of it mm-hmm but like then I wasn't as focused on like I wasn't focused on like Civil War Mm -hmm. era history because I was looking at it from the eyes of it being depressing yeah and so because in Alabama we we taught like from a southern perspective you're kind of not taught about how bad the antebellum south was Mm -hmm. so it just wasn't interesting to me like i was more interested in post-civil rights era type things or things long time ago like ancient civilization so when i got to college and i started digging back and learning stuff i think really what changed my perspective on juneteenth was after i started doing ancestry stuff Mm. and then you start like i found like Three of my great great grandfathers were Union soldiers. Damn, they ran away from they ran away from slavery and they they fought in the Battle of Vicksburg. Damn, yeah, that's lit. Yeah, dude, when I found that out, I was like, "Oh shit, this shit cool as hell." <laughs> it was like mm, Union, you won, motherfuckers. <laughs> it's like now I look. And Confederate flags with an extra amount of shade. Be like, really, bitch? <laughs> Did we win? Oh, the South will rise again. Hmm. Mm. But yeah, that and then like when I realized that I posted on this on Twitter the other day about how. All right. Just going to explain a little bit. But my second great. My great-great-grandfather was a slave. Mm-hmm. Actually, my great-grandfather was a slave. Wow. Yeah. My dad's dad... Um, How old is your dad? My dad's only 57. But his dad, when he died, was 60. And he died in 1970. Oh, wow. So, so your dad was little when he died? Yeah. My dad's the youngest of... I think like 12 boys man niggas was having babies I know, back really? in the day <laughs> I, I, I think it was 12 of them and i think like eight of them were boys but he was the youngest boy my grandma on my mom's side had nine and one of them passed in like a house fire but and and in my so <clears throat> so my granddaddy on that side of course i never met him because he died in 73 or whatever he was born in 1913 and also his dad 
his dad's first wife had died. So he remarried when he was in his late 40s. So, um, so my great, my great grandfather was an older man too, when he had my grandfather. Mm -hmm. So my great grandfather was born in 1860, five years before the civil war. So his parents and him were slaves. I want to say my great grandmother was it had to be a slave because when she lived to be a hundred she died the year that I was born though so 88 she was born in 1888 so her parents were probably slaves that's crazy it's not that far like when you really think of like cause, yeah. cause what started was I had retweeted uh, W. Kamal Bell cause on his episode of United Shades he traced his ancestry and he was mm-hmm. talking about how it's not that far. It's really not. Like to think that you may have touched somebody or your parents have touched somebody that was a slave. Like one of my, on my the other side of my family, one of my great uncles, actually my great, great uncle, he died when I was a kid and he was 102. He was born in like. 1898 or something. So he died when I was 12. That's crazy. So, and his father was a slave. Like it's like, it doesn't take much. And it's important to understand that we were born to the descendants of slaves, Mm -hmm. direct descendants. Mm -hmm. And they carried those fears and those conditioning down and pass them on. So as much as we like to act like slavery was a long time ago, relatively wasn't. And this is why we are here today in 2018 and we still have so many things to fix because it was not fully addressed at all. And we can't sweep it under the rug. That's why I'm, I'm liking that people are celebrating Juneteenth now more you had the episode of blackish where they talk about juneteenth isn't that the one where um i think i just shared that on facebook yeah it's like the roots and stuff yeah you know, schoolhouse did a little illustration yeah yeah and I'm then slave. and then on atlanta first season they had that bougie juneteenth party which we got to do that next year. Like, just throw, like, this bougie-ass, just, uh, these niggas really acting all the way up, have signature cocktails and stuff. Like, would you like a Frederick Douglass martini? Apparently, <laughs> there is some kind of event going on downtown, but I'm not sure. Yeah, I got to start mapping out my black celebrations better. Yeah, me too. Like, all right. What other black holidays do we have? We have, of course, Kwanzaa, Kwanzaa. which... Uh, <laughs> can be a little ho Very ho <laughs> Um Kwanzaa is... We have Black History Month. Which is always lit. <laughs> yes, it is. Yes, it is. Uh, Dr. King Day, which is always... Man, I, I low-key kind of hate that day. Even though Dr. King is, I think, the greatest American of all time. 
I, name somebody better. I mean, yeah, can't do it. it was, unless it's uh, Harriet Tubman, who was a triple OG. Yes, she was. People do not understand how badass Harriet Tubman was. I mean, first of all, for her to be a woman doing everything that she did, she, she was living on the edge. She led a um, rock she star lifestyle. Might, might not, not make it. it. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, she uh, helped lead a battle in the Civil War. She was an undercover spy. She was like, and then she rescued countless people. If all those things slavery. were monetized, she would be. And she was a woman who I think was barely five feet tall. Yeah, she was a little woman. And carried a pistol because she was a gat holding. Gat <laughs> Nigga on your damn street. Real recognized, real. And Harriet Tubman was that chick. Okay. I ain't going to call her that bitch because I ain't going to disrespect the ancestor. <laughs> but she was that chick. She was. She was. And then, but like Dr. King Day, everybody tries to water down Dr. King. Like, you can't be like, you know, he tried to make the whole world better and we're thankful for it. Yeah, but you killed him. Most important thing, always remember, he got killed for this shit. Right. So, always remember that. Don't ever water down your heroes. That's how they take them from you. That is true, especially ones of color. Especially. Wind is blowing, but I already know. So I go and close. Act like I've been here before. Needed something, but I'm broken. I'm slow for 20 minutes. African-American uh, music month. Also. Is it? Oh, yeah. That's what Handy Fest is in Florence. Mm-hmm. WC Handy. And I just, we could talk about this later, but I want to know if this shit was playing while all these lit-ass albums came out in June. Mm-hmm. A lot of lit That might be albums. the best conspiracy theory that I've heard. <laughs> that's what I'm telling you. That man. might be one I could partake in. Yo, that's that's that is something. That is a great hypothesis. And then it's gonna end with, I think, with Drake dropping his album. Is it? Yeah. So Tiana's is this week, and I think Drake's is next week. If I'm not mistaken. Damn. So we done had Pusha, Yay, Nas, B and J, the Carters, mm-hmm. um, Kid Cudi and Yay, Kid Cudi and Yay. Um, Tiana's coming, and then Drake, and then uh, what's his name? J Rock. That album so lit. I haven't listened to it yet, but I'm excited for that one. That and then uh, let's just start. You talking. be you be listening to the musics. I be I ain't gonna lie though. I've been a little overwhelmed. Lately. I have too. I still haven't listened to Nas. I haven't finished Kids See Ghosts. I know. Yeah. Shut up. <laughs> You could have done that today. I haven't finished Kids See Ghosts. I feel like Kids See Ghosts is such a vibe. I have to be 
in a in a <laughs> in the right mindset. I might need or the wrong mindset. <laughs> light up a spliff on that one, like. <laughs> Do some splitted research, if you will. Mm. <laughs> R.I.P. <laughs> mm. But of course, you know I listen to the damn Carters, Bruh. That I. Ugh. All right. First of all, I would just like to say that the Bonnie and Clyde style of Jay Z and Beyonce is my favorite persona that they have as a couple. Like, not just as a couple, but now that they have a whole family, like, they are really, like, a OG family now. It's not just, like, it's us two. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's we. They we talk- against the world. <laughs> <laughs> they talking about how rich their kids are. How rich their grandkids are. Beyonce be. <laughs> said my great-grandkids going to be on your Forbes list. Bruh. Like, what? <laughs> <laughs> so, I just, like... All right, so drop Saturday. Mm-hmm. So of course, my my ass all day was trying to find Nas's album because, like the old head he is, that shit wasn't out on Spotify or anywhere else. So I was listening to J Rock's album, which J Rock brought that heat. I, I fucks with J Rock though. Yeah. I always have like even before Kendrick. Me too. Like when he had that song with Lil Wayne. I can't remember the name of it, but it was a while ago. But anyway, so I was, uh, I finally got a hold of that Nas album Saturday morning. So I was listening to that. That album is good. It's just Nas was kind of under underwhelming on it. Mm. I ha- I I have not been. I think Nas's has been the least excited that I've been. Yeah, and I think it's because. He's been low, so low key. Like he's just low key in general. But, mm-hmm. but like he has some good songs on it. Yeah, and Kanye produced the fuck out of it. Like fuck all this other shit. Magna Kanye is uh <laughs> out here doing the damn thing. Hey man, hey, he he making beats great again. That's all that matters. <laughs> <laughs> That's classic Kanye. I miss that Kanye. He felt he felt real and everything. I wish we got that on Ye. I miss the old Kanye. <laughs> <laughs> but One that day. beat, like when I first heard it, I was like, "What? It's not gonna change." And then I was like, "No, nah, that shit rhymes." <laughs> yeah. And then the way he used to that little soundbite of Richard Pryor at the beginning, but then when he used to mm-hmm. like the the layer it, like. That motherfucker's a monster at NPC. Like, Kanye's that dude. That's very evident. So, I was listening to this album. I got stuck on that song. I, like, I listened to that song like 10 times in a row. Did you? Because I was like, that beat, especially with headphones on, that beat is crazy. So, I'll, I'll just get on Twitter. 
And then they're like, oh, I can't wait for this album. I was like, oh, they must be talking about Nas album. They don't realize that it's out. And then saw that some group named The Carters dropped an album. Surprise. And then I was like, wait. <laughs> what? Man. Like, you know that office uh, video where he's like, oh my God, this is happening. This is happening. I was like, oh shit. And then I was like, fuck, I don't have title no more. Same. Man, Jay-Z like, has a great product in that. Because every time they come out with some shit, they be like, people be like, fuck, I gotta find a way to scam. To beat the system. <laughs> but, um, what was I gonna say? It, first of all, there was a lot of rumors that J and B were gonna have a collab yeah. CD one day. We just didn't know really? when it was gonna happen. But with this new tour, because me and my group of friends, we were like, "Where is the album? Like, there is no way that she's gonna do a whole another tour of just old shit." Because Beyonce will not do that, right? So I was like, "I don't know if she's gonna take Beachella on the road and let that be that." But she can't because it's on the run too. So there's gotta be some new shit. Right. Lo and behold, I think it was was it their second tour stop or the first tour stop that they dropped it after. I think it might have been the second because. And then one of those songs they had to record, um, like right after a show because he was talking about how the show was lit. Mm-hmm. Unless he just was. Um, being on his hoes foreshadowing shit. and shit um that album Jay-Z sounds amazing on that album I mean Beyonce is Beyonce that goes without saying Beyonce also got more swag than than Hove and I that's that's crazy <laughs> like Hove has managed to like finesse his way to the top just off being the coolest cat. And she says that. I think one of the lines she was like, I'm a pretty gangster, but I kill you. I was like, Yo. <laughs> when she uh talked about how she would have killed him and he was like, Alright, alright. That shit was actually dope. That was ugh, I just So the first track is Summer. That that's a good starting it's track. So too. vibey. Like that is a riding track. Yeah, you can drive to that. But ape shit, my nigga, Bruh, When I, when I saw the video for ape shit, because I think I saw the video before I listened to the album, I was like, these niggas is really doing this shit. Ever since Lemonade, her visuals have been out of this world, in the fucking Louvre, in the Louvre. And if I don't think everybody understands the fact of. Yo, they rented out the Louvre and shot a black ass video in it. A rap video. Like Jay Z used to sell crack and now he's renting out the fucking this, Do you Louvre. hear me? Do you hear me? And and <laughs> you got Beyonce rapping. Migos lyrics. Beyonce spit fucking fire at the end of ape shit. Like, yes, and I, the, <laughs> I just cannot. I cannot with her. I cannot with her. And then like the suits, like their color pattern and everything was dope as hell in that. Yes, 
whatever treatment they used on the video. Like that nigga Jay Z managed to have no shirt on under a blazer, and that still shit was still good. dope as fuck. Still look good. Bird chest out and all. <laughs> and yo, Migos won. Take off and uh, I'm gonna take off. Offset and Quavo mm-hmm. wrote Beyonce's lyrics. Have you heard the uh, the version, the demo version that they sent to her? Mm-mm. Yo. How do you be finding all this shit? How do you? How do you? <laughs> I just, you just really what it is. is you be you in have, that dark corner of the internet. That's really what it is. <laughs> I try to think of a better way of saying it instead of just. Well, I'm actually very lame, and I know where all the other lame kids hang out. So, um, I can't remember who post like reposted it, but. Like demo tracks and uh, reference tracks leak all the time, but their version, it sounds just like Beyonce's. Like they wrote their asses off for that. But the funny thing was when, the, like on my time on the the hip hop nerds, sometimes like other people will invade it that don't know anything about music. Mm-hmm. So they were like, oh, I can't believe Beyonce is. Uh, Rapping somebody else's lyrics. This is uh, I, I lost all respect. I thought she snapped. She first off had to rap that shit. She did and snap. She <laughs> went all the way off. She did snap. <laughs> right. And the other thing is, Quavo and uh, Offset are good rappers. Mm-hmm. We have to finally admit that. And then Takeoff is Takeoff's my favorite. Can we does. not? I mean, I thought we acknowledged that every Atlanta <laughs> rapper. It's getting it. So, but people are still like fighting that because they're like, "I'll never listen to mumble rap." Well, you listen, you miss out on a lot of good fucking music because if you respect the bars because they were coming out Beyonce's mouth, you gotta respect them, and they got certified hits now. Shit. Um, boss. I'm, I'm just gonna name my favorite ones. Summer, ape shit, nice, seven one three. That one is so hard. I knew hard. you would like that one. Um, friends and Black Effect. Black, I love Black Effect. Also, those are my tops right now. Um, so when I heard seven one three, I was like. Yo, I was not ready. <laughs> like that one was going in. Better pay homage. It's a classic hip hop. Like she has a good ear too, and I think that's what a lot of people don't give her credit for. Like in her shows, all the music she's always done 
the hip hop vibes that she gives, like she's just a well rounded musician, like not even music, just artist. Yeah. So like, she's a true artist. She is art in every sense of the word. Um, I know when Prince performed with her when they did Let's Go Crazy at the Grammys that time, it was mm-hmm. early in her career. It was it was in the uh, Crazy in Love period. I don't know. That I mean, Dangerously that. in Love, whatever. But her and Prince opened up the Grammys one year. Oh, yeah. I remember that. Like, and Prince, they asked Prince about it a couple years later, and he was like, when I did it, when they asked me to do it, I wanted to sit down with her first and see, like, pretty much what she about all the shit. Mm-hmm. And then he saw, like, like her talent and, like, she could key out on the piano a little bit. And that she, he saw that it wasn't just a, a manufactured image, which is what I thought for the longest, too. Yeah. I because it, people did. Yeah. Because it didn't. Not to say it didn't seem authentic. It was just... You didn't get to know Beyonce. What's the? I mean, she was still under Matthew Knowles at that mm-hmm. point. I think. Why does everybody hate Matthew Knowles? We don't. <laughs> we don't hate him, but you know, just the, his direction. What he saw something else than what she is supposed to be. Like she evolved into her own artist as herself. Like Matthew was wanting her to be what he thought people wanted. To buy into right, especially as as a black artist, and she was just like, "No, I just want to do me. I just want to be myself. I want to let myself out. I want to tell my stories. I don't want to just sing, you know, this shit that might sound good or people can relate to. I want to sing, you know, what's real." And when she started doing that, but um, I remember Prince saying something like he um. Like, basically, he told her that if she could learn the piano, she would really develop and really, like, be on top of her craft. Mm-hmm. And she did. Yeah. The, the other funny early Beyonce story that's always funny to me is that time. I can't remember. I think oh, P. Diddy, when he said that he invited Michael Jackson to one of his parties one time. And Mike got there. He was like, "Where's Beyonce?" <laughs> <laughs> like, man, Michael Mike... Jackson was in love with yes. Beyonce. Yeah, and then I think they, I think somebody said they danced that night together. Which, if you were one of the lucky few people in that room, uh, congratulations to you. I mean, but I, just some more shit that speaks to her greatness. She's... And I, I'm tired of everybody acting like it's blasphemy to say that she's up there with like Michael Jackson and like Prince. I I am too. First of all, first of all, like if you those think, are people that she looks up to. And Beyonce has been popping since we were in sixth grade. Well, actually, before that or earlier. <laughs> like when did the uh, first, first Destiny Child came out? Was ninety seven? Yeah, and before that, they were Girls Time when we were like not even in middle school. Right. We didn't even know about them until after they flopped. Yeah. So she been this is this is her craft, her yeah. true craft. You ever want to see something funny also? Watch the smart guy episode where Destiny's child yes. is in there. For one, Beyonce can't act at all. Oh. But still you're like 
she gonna be like that deal. <laughs> So yesterday, um, X X X Tassion Tassion. Uh, we'll just refer to him as uh, X. Uh, <laughs> <you>. <laughs> oh, that's fucked up. But yeah, um, he was uh, shot and killed yesterday outside. Um, I think it's in Miami. He was um. Going to look at uh, the motorcycles, mm-hmm. and then they ran up on him. They shot him, and they stole his uh, Louis Vuitton bag. So when they uh, when they reported that he was shot, people were like, "Oh, okay." Like people were joking. A lot of people were joking, and mostly because you know, uh, he's very controversial. To, to say the word lightly, he's accused. He's been accused of rape, uh, beating a pregnant woman so severely that her eye was messed up. Wow, I didn't know about her eye being messed up. Yeah, mm. and several other things that have made him a pretty, uh, pretty bad guy. And then a uh, word came that he died from being shot, and. Then like Twitter got really weird. Like all of a sudden, like you had the people who were like good, and some of them were the survivors of uh, domestic violence and rape and people like that, and then some of them were just being messy and trolling, and then you had the people who seem to be defending uh, accused uh, rapist and uh, abusive person saying that he just made a mistake and you know all the type of things that we always give passes to mm-hmm. men mm-hmm. that we do uh, that we like or whatever want to defend just saying that he made a mistake we can't judge we should all be empathetic to the loss of life I think there's there's truth in both of them. I don't know where I lie on it. I do know that the young man was 20 years old. Only 20 years old. But in his 20 years, he had done a lot of destructive things that will be with people for the rest of their life. Yeah. And as fucked up as it is, he also was a very good musician. A very talented musician. And... I don't know. Like I have, I didn't listen to his music for real because I read some of the reports about the things he had done. I was like, no. Yeah. Same. Now my brother told me that he was like, he's really good. Yeah. I saw his tweet. I was like, damn, I didn't know. And I mean, I had listened to some songs, but that dude was really talented, but I don't think that negates anything. I do think it's sad that a a, a guy lost his life mm-hmm. at twenty, and he didn't have time to make 
try to make right some of the things they had done. But at the same time, we can't give passes to people. Yeah, I mean, just because he was murdered doesn't mean that we can't recognize the wrong right. that he did to people. And like you said, the people will have to live with. Um, I think, I mean, I wasn't a huge fan of him or his music. Not to say he wasn't talented. It just wasn't, I just, you know, didn't connect with it, didn't vibe with it. It is really sad, though, that he was murdered this way at such a young age. Um, But it's also really sad, too, because, like, looking back on some of his posts and the things that he said, like, he, I think in some way he was ready for death at some point. Like, he was always just talking about when I die or if I die or, yeah, you know, talk just always speaking about his life in the past tense. He was very, also very depressed. And he talked about that. That was very evident. Um, but I felt like it was one of those things that, um, you know, how sometimes you just know shit. Yeah. I felt like it was one of those things where he knew he probably wouldn't live to be older than a certain age. Right. And it's almost like that's it's almost like a Pac thing. Like when you look back at all the interviews of Pac talk about death or like Kurt Cobain when he talks about death. There's a foreshadowing in it. That yeah. It's always eerie, especially after th- certain things happen. I just with him I wonder if if he just expected for an early death to be or a tragic death to be his um his his karma like if he just kind of accepted that his karma was going to be shitty and that it was probably going to result in his death the reason why he spoke so much about it the way he did I don't know. Like, I, I feel like he probably never really forgave himself for any of the wrongdoings. Right. Now, a lot of people did come out and a lot of big name people came out saying RIP to him. And some people got mad about that. But you also got to remember some of them had personal and business relationships with them. He was somebody they knew. Yeah. It wasn't just... That's hard for anybody. When you lose anybody that you knew. Mm-hmm. Even if you weren't on the best terms with them, it's hard. But um, Takashi, who's another one of these young rappers who's wilding out, he did post saying that it didn't make him want to Change some of the ways. Quit trolling so much. And that's what Charlamagne was telling him on that Breakfast Club interview. Like, you'll be dead in a year. And that's what Charlamagne said today. Sometimes people have to die for other people to be able to live. Because if if that hadn't happened, you know, Takashi would still be out here thinking that it's fun to be trolling in the streets and playing with, with this gang shit. And then that whole, like, the thing between Takashi and Chief Keith, that's... 
like all these young cats are hyping that shit up. I'm like, that shit is not cool at all. And now I get. I mean, hopefully they they get their stuff together now. At least they I, they should lay low at this point. Like, at least Takashi needs to change now, or he gonna be dead too. He really does. And sometimes that shake up save your life. I know after I've lost certain people, I've changed a lot of things I've done. Mm-hmm. Another thing I did think about, it's a lot of younger kids out here. Say what you will about whatever that looked up to uh, XXX. So, they, some of them lost their hero. Yeah. So, when people are out here just being like, oh, these stupid young niggas, like, yo... They're dealing with the loss of somebody they they felt like connected with them, mm-hmm. and I think you have to be like kind of respectful of that because I mean he is still a person at the end of the day, right? And who put out music and music affects people's lives, so he was a part of a lot of kids' lives. I don't. I think it needs to show them. Some of the lessons that we saw as we were growing up of Pac and Biggie and these beefs. Yeah. And then like losing like Soldier Slim, all the people that we saw die, especially like um, Lean. Yeah. Lean took a lot of people out. So maybe that's their wake up call or their first of many. What I think is crazy is how it's always so fucking hard for them to identify the suspects or, you know what I'm saying, take anybody into custody after this kind of shit. Like, they couldn't tell what kind of car it was or nothing. They walked up to Homeboy and shot In In the daytime. In the daytime. And then took his back and, like, I was talking to somebody about it today. Somebody, he they don't know anything about, like, rap or nothing. But he was like, that sounds like a hit. And it does. Like, when it's coming to you daylight, and then they're in the wind, that was an execution. They knew who it was and exactly what they needed to do. What part of his body did he get shot in? Do we know? I'm not sure. Did you see the video Mm-mm. of his body? Mm-hmm. Don't watch it. Yeah. You see, he's he's dead. Just laying there, and people are taking pictures and stuff. It's like, what? Like, not even... People with their phones are yeah. taking pictures and videos of a lifeless body. Because of fucking social media got folks brainwashed. So, I, think, I think a lot of people, too, like... Um, even though rappers are artists and they make things for people to relate to I think still a lot of people don't give them any kind of um, humanity yes and so you know when they're shot because they're in these beefs or whatever reason no one is sensitive about it I think it's mostly because it's black and brown people sad to say and the other part of it is, as fucked up as it is, we're conditioned now that rappers... Well, I don't know. I was going to say that we're conditioned now that rappers are supposed to be hard and stuff. But that's not necessarily true. Because... 
Drake. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> the biggest rapper in the world is not hard. And really, after Kanye beat uh, 50 Cent with graduation versus Curtis, the whole landscape changed. You had, Cut, you had uh, Cuddy, you had Lupe Fiasco, you had Drake, you have almost every SoundCloud rapper. <laughs> it's just these new cats now. You feel like they gotta be hyper-masculine. It's, it goes in cycles. It's just like everything. It's just like, I guess on one of our first episodes we were talking about gangster rap. Hmm. And we listened to it and I was like, ugh. It's the exact same thing as what these kids are doing. Yeah, it's crazy. So rest in peace to him and, you know, blessings to his his family and his loved ones. Right. Because this is definitely tragic nonetheless. Right. I saw this when I looked in your eyes. Girl, you know you're wrong. You know this is supposed to be a love song. So how do you feel about do you think that you can separate the art from the artist. Can I personally? Or yeah, personally. Um, in different circumstances. Like, R. Kelly, no. No. <laughs> and um, I, I can't either. Because I, I love R. Kelly's music. Just can't ever listen to it again. Me neither. Every time I ever hear anything come on anywhere yep. that I have control of, I shut this shit off. Yo, like 12 play. I love 12 play. Every nigga <laughs> <laughs> loves 12 play. Man, 12 play was great. Actually, I like all the 12 plays. I like TP2. The one with, I wish, I wish. When he wanted yeah. to be a a, a a singing thug, innovator. <laughs> but anyway, I digress. I I can't. I don't fuck with R. Kelly. Um, Chris Brown. Chris Brown is a little different. I I don't. God, I'm so on the fence because I feel like Chris Brown. can't even really put it into words. It's about to get spicy. <laughs> I don't in any way condone what happened with him and Rihanna by any means. What about the other women? That he, like like the stuff he did to Karuche? He definitely has issues. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, So with Chris Brown is... I haven't I haven't boycotted him the way I have R. Kelly. And I don't know why. If you had to guess why. Well, I mean, maybe because R. Kelly's no. shit was on a bigger level you know what i'm saying like he mm, yeah. was was 
trafficking and shit. I mean, like he just he just has a lot. Um, Could it also be that we literally are the same age as Chris Brown, and we we were in high school when his music started coming out, and we kind of have a Chris. Connection. Chris at least has gone to jail for some of the shit that he's done. Mm-hmm. So I mean, I I don't know. I just feel like Chris is on a little bit of a better path to. Not being a, and at least Chris has owned up to some of his shit. Whereas right. R. Kelly is still out here, like, I don't understand why people took my music down and I don't understand why my concert, my show was canceled. It's like, nigga, <laughs> you know, <laughs> quit like, playing. Like Chris Rock used to say, he's like, it's a damn soul trade award next to the bed. <laughs> <laughs> Talk about that ain't me. <laughs> Nigga, we know what you look like. <laughs> I don't. It's just it's it's different, and I don't know why. What 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 are you gonna say? I, I'm not gonna say that. I'm just I wouldn't you speak your mind, boo. It's hard for me to articulate. Anything any of it have to do with lust? <laughs> I wasn't. I wasn't a. Um, I figured that might be what you were thinking. I was not. A girl who was was hot and heavy for Chris Brown like that. Most people our age were. That's why I was asking. It's not like a personal thing. You ain't gotta get offended. <laughs> I'm not offended. I'm just saying. Like I just I was never. Is he attractive? Yes, but I was never. I wasn't. I wasn't crazy for him because of his looks. Right. Like most women were. But he's then mad, he's mad artistic though. That shit is dope. He is. What do you think about him and Lil Dicky though? All right. Because I, I was if, hoping you. Got... I don't know if we talked about that. No. Is that problematic or are we just making it too much? No, because other people have slightly raised that point too. It's a clever song, but. Just the idea that Lil Dicky wrote all them N words, and I I feel like he's a vulture. Yes, Lil Dicky is definitely a culture vulture. Yes, like, and I like some of his songs, but it's just the truth. Like, and he's in on that joke, and he knows what he's doing, which I think makes it even more. Uh, sinister, I shady. Guess. Yeah, the fact that he knows exactly what he's doing. Mm-hmm. But the Freaky Friday song is a good song. Like me personally, I don't really listen to Chris Brown's music. I'm not like on a protest or nothing, but I just I respect his music and his art and stuff. But it's just I'm not a Chris Brown fan. Just never really been, but that song's good. I can't say I'm not a fan, but I'm not a hardcore fan. I think hardcore fans are what make any artist like you determine how you feel about somebody based on their fans mm. and the foolishness that their fans are willing to put up with. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The fans definitely um, got on my nerves when the whole Rihanna thing happened. Because I was one of those people to where I was like, I mean, I was making excuses. 
just like all the other toxic ass fucking men around me mm-hmm. that it was just like well what did she do it don't fucking matter what she did he beat her so fucking pulp did she probably instigate yeah but they don't give him the right to beat her fucking ass it. yeah it de- definitely does not justify it. and those pictures too I'll never forget the pit like those that were that shit was sad and scary and it's been what eight ten years it's been 10 years and yeah. she's still dealing with that because when Snapchat put that bullshit up, um, like which one would you rather slap? She went all the she way went off. She went off and because she was triggered, like you could tell she was triggered. So it's just like to know that it has affected her that way definitely puts a perspective on how horrible that kind of stuff is, which is why I say I'm on the fence with him because he has stood up in his shit to some degree but he still is a little proud i don't listen to r R kelly i don't really listen to chris brown but there are other problematic people most of which are older artists Mm. that i still fuck with that's the other part of this the thing you gotta think about like with the chris brown thing if the internet and everything existed earlier a lot of people would be canceled and that's kind of how it's 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 a slippery slope even though i hate the slippery it's not a slippery slope it's you have to be aware of it one of my favorite artists of all time and one of the greatest artists of all time is miles dewey davis mm-hmm. miles davis beat the shit out of cicely tyson when they were married mm-hmm continuously he pimped out women he was abusive to in almost all his relationships he was a heroin addict most men of that time were especially in the music industry right because they they hung out with pimps and players and if your woman said something to you you handled it the way that pimps and players do not justifying that's just that's how their mind state was then Mm -hmm. but um, Marvin Gaye, also very abusive. Ray. Yep. Uh, almost. Uh, John Lennon. John Lennon was a very violent man. I didn't know that. Yeah. Ike Turner for sure. <laughs> we all know about that. <laughs> Why is that movie so funny? Like it's not funny. <laughs> like you know what? Don't look at me like that. You know what I'm saying. <laughs> Like it's 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 not supposed to be funny, but Lawrence Fishburne is so dramatic that he makes things that shouldn't be funny funny. I can see that. Yeah, he has almost like a Terrence Howard streak about mm-hmm. him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he does. Like when he was eating that cake, he's like, "Damn, there's some good cakes." It's like he was, <laughs> he was he was he was putting it on thick. Right. Like and then Terrence Howard, speaking of abusive ass motherfuckers and problematic people, Terrence Howard. But when they be joking on Terrence Howard, I be laughing my ass off. Cookie. Let's just go here. Like, have, 
how's the feedback been that you've been getting about the podcast? You know, actually, we've been getting a lot of good feedback, like especially from our friends. Mm-hmm. I'm really surprised that so many of our friends are supporting. Not that we have shitty friends. I just, I mean, honestly, like when you're creative and you're doing something, you put it out. You don't really expect it to be like to grow, you know, especially not quickly. Mm-mm. So to hear that people are listening and to see people like sharing and interacting, it's pretty tight. Right. But thank you for to everybody that's been listening. And I've also got a lot of very constructive, like not criticism, because I guess criticism has a bad connotation to it, but a lot of like constructive uh, words and things that can, we can use. Um. Like one of my friends from Grandwin, actually, this dude keeps it a hundred. Mm-hmm. So I asked him for his feedback, and he said, "Uh, the only thing he said was he didn't like the whole like in the early episodes how we had to we kind of relied more on Twitter, I guess." Um, to read what like 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 news headlines like, and things or like like he's immersed in Black Twitter also. So he kind of felt like it was kind of redundant by um, explaining it to him. I was like, he's not the only one listening. Right. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> I mean, not like we have an audience, but we might have an audience. <laughs> and uh, so we got good feedback from him. And a lot of people tell me things to improve on, just things that can help. But they like the show and they also, the, the main thing that I'm happy is everybody likes our chemistry together. It flows really good. And I was like, that's word, what's up. Word, word. Because if we have bad chemistry, that shit, it's just going to be awful. And I mean, I think that's why we made the decision for it to be us too. <laughs> um, ultimately, because I feel like good chemistry is um, crucial. Shame. When it comes to being able to record a good episode. If you can't, you know, you can't bounce off of each other, then it takes more time editing. And then, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Now, the other thing he did say, he said that we do, uh, we agree too much, but he's just a hater. <laughs> people like, I think, I mean, I think people like to hear opposing views. Cause one of my friends said, we need to get somebody on the show with a different view. And I say, yeah, well, we'll definitely have some. Right. It's just But I mean, we're not on here to argue though. Right. And then also if it's uh, if we're just arguing just to argue, I I never want to be I wouldn't enjoy it. I know yeah. like, bro, like I would not enjoy that. So But like when we had like Terrell episode, that episode turned out good. Yeah, it did. So, I mean, we'll definitely have more people Plus, I gotta get these funds up, man. We y'all asking for a lot of shit. It cost a <laughs> lot of money. <laughs> yeah, but uh, not all the feedbacks have been uh good. Yeah, we recently found out that we have a troll. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's somebody I, a real life troll too. This troll came to life and tried to fuck my shit up. <laughs> so guess what, bitch? <laughs> if you listening now. Fuck Can't you. stop. Won't, Won't stop. <laughs> <laughs> but now, like, it's a real, like, first off, 
I don't know how he found the podcast because I'm not friends with him on Facebook. He does not pull up on Google. Yeah. Like you no, I played with stuff. The only way you could really find if you if you knew Suburb and then Juice or a kid named Juice. Mm. You have to know either my Twitter handle or your Twitter handle. Mm. And then if you search Suburban Podcast and like it. Juice, it, both our pictures pop up. Which was lit. I ain't gonna lie. I was like, yo! <laughs> <laughs> oh, I see it. Oh, I see it. Your boy is popping. <laughs> Dead ass beef. We out here. Mm-hmm. No. Um, yes, yeah, so I think you should just um, read a couple of the things he had to say mm. because I found I found that to be entertaining. Uh, our good friend who allows us to record at her office, which is dope. Like both the office and allowing us to record here. Hell yeah! <laughs> but so they were addressing the fact that she would because Wendy is a is a a Caucasian woman <laughs> that she would allow two people to be in her office and just talk shit about white people. <clears throat> <laughs> First off, I think we do a lot of shit talking about everybody, not just white people. First off. And when we say white people, we're not talking about all white people. That is number two. And then third, how you gonna try to fuck our shit up? Like real shit, bro. If it ain't for you, it just ain't for you. Right. Like the only reason that a hit dog will holler will always reign true. Yeah. The only reason you are getting upset and anything you're hearing us talking about when we refer to white people is because you have to be one of those white people. Mm. If you know that you're not one of those white people. You wouldn't get so upset, and especially not upset enough to address someone about it. Yeah, and try to make sure that we are stopped. Right, and the person that did it knows me, so so they could have came to you. Right, if you got a problem, you I stand by everything I say on here. Same. Have I been a little drunk at times? No, but tipsy, yes. <laughs> but I. I I stand by everything I say and I'm not doing this as a like the people that would think that I would wake up in the morning and be like I hate white people and start saying crazy stuff like that it's ridiculous first off big fan of white culture (laughs) (laughs) first off it's the only culture that we were kind of uh, born into subconsciously and that's the other thing that people don't really <clears throat> understand that white culture surrounds us so by saying that we're uh, we're expressing blackness in white spaces you just say that we're being who we are in a space that is not very welcoming to being black openly a right. lot of times right but if you had a brain cell you would know that. But since you want to get in your feelings and start crying, folks just like finding shit to be mad about. And you had to do some deep diving to find this shit. Like, bruh. That's like that's what I'm saying. You are trying to be mad. You want to be mad. Right. I Listen, for everyone who is upset, 
That's okay. Thanks for listening. Yeah, also, thanks for that. <laughs> like, hate, listen all you want. Please do. Like, and tell your friends. <laughs> Everybody get together and hate on us. Like, at that next clans meeting, that next cross burden, <laughs> it's like, guys, you want to hear some reckless ass Negro, some uppity niggas? <laughs> or some niggas R-R's. who think that they're better than us. But, but no, for real. Thanks for hate listening. Yeah. Thanks for getting our numbers up. Hope you enjoy this episode. Oh, please listen to this episode so you can get all of this feel. We'll see you next week. So, thank you guys for tuning in today to Suburban Pod. If you would like to follow me on Twitter, you can find me at Curvy Brown Girl. And you can find me at a kid named Juice. Some of our music today was provided by our good friend Corey Battle. You can follow him on SoundCloud at DJC Battle. New episodes available every Thursday.